0: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zeppound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right. Are you okay? Uh,
1: Yes, sort
2: of. I don't know. Yeah. There's the obvious things you have to talk about, and then do you address them or not? And the fact is, they get boring, you know, and boring just in the sense of there's nothing left to say. Not boring, not interesting. Not boring, not important. Yeah. But this is the thing we've talked about so much since we started doing the podcast, and it was the thing with Brexit, or it was a thing with Corbyn, or it was a thing with COVID, Partygate or COVID, COVID, and then Ukraine, and all those things. The story comes along. What do you do? And you go, and I'm yeah. By the these days, with the speed of communication and opinion forming, two days. And everything's really been said that can be said right and everyone knows what they think whether it's brexit or whether it's you know we didn't i was, was talking about the fact that we didn't do the podcast a couple of weeks ago because like it was all just a bit much and then we were away for half time so it's sort of picking up the pieces and you come back and the point is i wrote a strong piece about israel gaza which was like the most read thing on the times throughout the conflict about the war at all i discover from the analytics you know so not uh, a nice one Giles. i did that but that was what i think and then in the following week i did it again then thank fuck it was half term so I went away and I've come back and oh look they're still at war yeah. and everyone still thinks the same thing that they thought a month ago Everybody still apart from the brief moment when everyone felt very sorry for Israel for a couple of days and then they started bombing days Gaza. about half an hour well until they started bombing Gaza and so now but now everybody just thinks what they think and so it's do we do it or do we not do it
1: Is it time to run away? Is that what it's time for? Well, that
2: is a way of that is a way of
1: we threaten each other with running away about once a year, don't we? But maybe maybe is it time? It's to a way to from the it? point
2: of view of the column and the podcast. It's a way talking about leaving.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, is a way of writing about it without writing about it. Mm-hmm. So I cannot, as I wrote in the piece then, as we you've talked about so much. I, I can't, you know. I got asked on Times Radio Today, from a moral point of view, Giles, what do you think about the bombardment of Gaza? Yeah. And I go, from a moral point of view? I mean, with all respect, they've got to carry a radio so government sure. but the idea where you talk about, what do I think? As I wrote then, if you are asking me... <laughs> How many babies it's okay to kill because yeah, yeah, they yeah. killed some of your babies. Yeah. Where, where the fuck are we? And you can't ask anyone. You can't ask, ask a rabbi or an imam or a priest. But mm-hmm. once people start talking about the morality, when my flibbity gibbet wank face, celebrity media friends on social media, basically they either post their sympathy for Israel or they post their sympathy for the Palestinians. One or the other, rarely both. So everyone knows what they think. So it's just like watching Arsenal fans arguing with Manchester City fans about who's the finest football team the world has ever seen, which is something the Queen's Park Rangers fans still sing even though we're bottom of the championship and going down. Finest football team the world has ever seen. And they're singing that and I you know and the depressant the depression that comes with looking at your mate's Instagram feed and for example, there's his lunch, delicious spot of fish at the Hope and Anchor. Then there's these kids dressed up uh, as um, ghosts for, yeah. for with a sheet on their head for Halloween. And then, oh my God, it's a mother screaming because she's just found yeah, her yeah. dead baby under the rubble. The yeah. fuck is that? And they, or they'll get. Only only watch this if you can handle it. Like your Sky News, rather than just my mate, who mostly is posting pictures of his new haircut, or mm. she's posting pictures of her shoes, and then suddenly...
1: Yeah.
2: Pictures of her shoes, then suddenly it's the one about the Jewish family where they cut her, the, the mother's breasts off, gouged the father's eyes out, and then a limb off each of the children, and then killed them and put the baby in the oven. And you, you said, Sorry, darling, but that's there. Oh, they, but don't worry, it's OK, because here's little... dressed as a pumpkin... And then back to some other day, de- And then somebody else will be... And it's just oh, someone I follow who whose sympathies lie vaguely with mine, which is Israel has to do whatever it can to get rid of Hamas to survive because the Jews have to have somewhere to go as a kind of bottom line. He posted the old trope this morning. About uh why do the anti Semitic hard left focus on exclusively this. They don't talk, he wrote, they don't talk about the six hundred thousand dead in in Sudan, the three hundred and fifty thousand dead in Yemen. And I go, exactly. They don't do that because it doesn't affect the Jews. I agree with you that what about why don't you talk about but then I went and Googled those conflicts. Sudan Last year, 6,000, not 600,000. So the guy who I support, who's saying the thing that I agree with, which is there's a certain part of the British left that will focus above all everything on Israel because it hates the Jews and they're anti-Semitic, we're, and isn't as interested in things that Saudi are doing in Yemen. They then he says it's six hundred thousand dead when it's only six thousand, and I have to contact him and say, don't exaggerate by a factor of a hundred because they think that we're lying anyway. Mm. Anyway, and then it's all right because then you flick over and he's got a picture of how he's made some cheese on toast with a smiley yeah. face.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And then you have to come along and we have we podcast, you know. And th- th- this small mor- and then what do you believe? And this morning, there's one at, on the campus at Harvard. There's Palestine flag waving students surrounding two Jews who aren't protesting or Israeli, just going, shame, 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 and throwing their flags over them. And that's being posted as an example of one step from pogrom, one step from Holocaust in in. in, in but I don't know if it's true footage or not. I don't know whether to get angry about it because it might all be made yes, up. Yes, like
1: the story of the Stanford University professor. I, look, I don't know, I no idea if this is true or not, not at all. But it was repeated somewhere. I can't remember where it was. The Stanford University professor who made a Jewish student stand in a corner of the room so that they would understand what it was Wait. like. For pa- exactly. Where is no, is that now? I don't know. I don't know. It could have been now. It could have been three months ago. It could be an example of general antisemitism on American campuses. It could have been a thing that ha- who, it they, could be completely made up.
2: But there was a, and then, then last night, as we are now, so that would have been Tuesday night, they, they, they all but closed Liverpool Street Station chanting, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And then they think that's OK, but from the river to the sea means wipe out the whole of Israel. And then Jews, quite a lot of them working in the city, have to go home from Liverpool Street Station while people are saying, and everyone goes, that's anti-Semitic. But then some people go, no, there were lots of Jews in the demonstrators on the side of Palestine. Were there? Were there not? And that's all very depressing. And then they post the pictures of the Stars of David which are being daubed on, you know, private residences like where Jews happen to live in Berlin and Paris. Are they? Yeah. They don't show the what. They just show a wall. Is that true? And if so, how Was many? Was it now? And do Was they it last
1: mean- year? You do get, across Europe, every now and again, you do get Stars of Davids on graves and or, or swastikas on graves on, and stuff in like France that. In
2: France, what they like to do is dig up the cemeteries. Carpentras was one famous one in the 1990s mm-hmm. you go find a Jewish cemetery da- daub all over it and then dig up some of the bodies and put them on sticks that's a particularly French charming thing because they're so classy um, which could lead us to this conversation that we genuinely had as we went off to Ibiza for half term shall we are we going to come back <laughs> shall we shall we leave I wanted to leave because yeah, as a result of some neighborhood difficulties with with a particular neighbor with a particular bee in their bonnet posting on, on local social media untrue things about us and that getting in the paper and feeling besieged in our own home and horrid things here and then thinking a home where, who knows, they might daub a, a, a swastika or a Star of David on yeah, the outside. That would we're not the, only, be not we're nice. the only Jewish family in the street, aren't we? No, I do be ridiculous.
1: We'll name another one. Well, I'm not going to name them. Well, get, get Jewish.
2: Oh, I suppose so. <laughs> Moved out? Uh,
1: yeah, Jewish and... Uh, she's very um, left-wing. Hitler wouldn't have cared, <laughs> mate.
2: So, but the point is, we're so. And it,
1: also, and also, <laughs> down there. To, Don't
2: you use both their real names? Yeah, but well,
1: Neil's obviously going to bleep now, isn't he? So, is it's he? Fine. Yeah. No, there is a, There are There are there are plenty of secular Jews just like you living on this street. Plenty. And they're
2: probably a bit worried. Are they a bit worried? So anyway, so we should probably emigrate.
1: But then, then it becomes well, where, where, where do you go? I mean, in your your forefathers came to London. But London is, seems to be a hotbed of anti-Semitic unrest. But is it?
2: But, the, but, but, but yes, but the, but the point of this, here's the set. so when we've talked about, when we talk about emigrating, and for reasons we'll come back to, one of the ones we kept coming back to was New Zealand. You think, well, let's go to New Zealand. It strikes me as it's too far to go for somewhere so boring. But Sam was really upset about it and the kids really upset about the notion that we might emigrate to get mm-hmm. away from all this shit. And then I, you think about it and go, well, we haven't been here that long, boy. I mean... We were Mm. in Poland for 600 years and Slovakia for 700 years and then they chucked us out and or we fled and we've ended up here but we've only been here for a while on my mother's side only been here for 70 years. So it's not that big a deal to move and go to New Zealand and live in New Zealand for 500 years and the Correns will have then... The fact that we were ever in England will hardly have mattered at all.
1: I, would, I, I don't think New Zealand is boring. I think New Zealand is great. And I would love to go and live in New Zealand. I think it would be marvellous and I hope... Have you ever been
2: to New Zealand? No, my Why dad not?
1: went to New... What?
2: Why not? If you like it so much. A bit far.
1: But it turns out it's quite difficult to emigrate. Because? They don't want you there, particularly. They just, they they kind of, they kind of don't. Like, you have to seek asylum or you have to be, if you want a working visa, you have to be between the ages of 18 and 36. Is that right? Yeah.
2: But so we could go and live in New Zealand and...
1: uh... I think you would go there for a year on holiday and not earn a living or something. So
2: I'd always rather dreamed of um, sort of Cuba when I was a kid. I sort of imagined myself... Living on a sort of cliff top by the sea with the curtains open with a sort of wicker desk with the typewriter on it writing away and then at lunchtime going downstairs and having a beer in the local thing Literally just the rum diary Fishing Literally for just Marlin and stuff Living and then
1: out a rum diary thing Hunter S Thompson Yeah
2: I was thinking of it more as, as Ernest Hemingway So what, why, why don't we just go to Cuba?
1: Well because the children need something to do and they don't speak Spanish but they can go
2: deep sea fishing and they can drive taxis. They've got really old taxis in Cuba. They
1: do. They've got all those those cute old cars. That's mm-hmm. true. The true. pretty grizzly. Kitty would be a good taxi driver and Sam could introduce everybody to cricket. That's an option, I suppose, Cuba.
2: Well, so this is, if we're going to emigrate, then the kids have to be able to go to school. Are we going travelling for a year until it all blows over or are we em- actually emigrating?
1: You know my thoughts on travelling for a year. Travelling for a year is just one very, very long weekend with the children telling us how bored they are.
2: Well, that's the rest of life of wherever we go.
1: Well, instead. no, because they go to school. Um, I need to go for a wee, sorry.
2: um,
1: Okay, you don't seem to be feeling... I I was
2: just talking to Neil while you were having a wee, and uh, uh, um, I sort of apologise for the fact that we're not going anywhere really with this, but it's just because it, it... but we asked but it's because one is struggling so much with the world situation and the tone and the we had a we want, we had a funny conversation we took the kids for a walk because we that's the summit of our imagination at the moment we took the kids for a walk and we had a conversation about shall we emigrate and we meant it we meant it we were in the throes of fucking awful local dispute awful traduction by the press trying to write our thoughts and opinions about the middle east people being bombed taking all of that and we just thought fuck it let's just fucking go and live somewhere and that's when you think and it's it's at a time like this it's not about changing the location as you always say you take the weather sorry if you made it up and there's also a song no neil finn a new Zealander, he's
1: a kiwi yes neil the finn brothers the great unsung poets of the 20th century everywhere you go you take the weather with you and that means
2: he's always in new zealand
1: well, there's a lot of weather in New My Zealand. My problem with
2: New Zealand is to do with the fact that if I'm fucking emigrating, I want sunshine. No, you
1: don't. I don't you understand don't, why no, you would fly you don't, around the world no, to a don't. place where it rains all the time. It doesn't rain all the time. The climate is quite similar to England. You cannot go somewhere where it's fucking sunny all the time or you go mad, right? No, look at Australians. They're fine. Are they, though?
2: Problem the skin cancer and the drug... The drug... And
1: also, it depends. Cairns is very rainy. Melbourne is quite rainy. What's New Zealand
2: got? Si- Australia's got... Can you name a, a New Zealand beer? Hasn't even got a beer...
1: It's got a lot of Chardonnay, and that's all I care about. So, basically, so, so column, where should we move to? I think that is a great column for you to do, because it will allow you to be uh, amusing, cultural stereotypes. So, first
2: of all, you go, first of all in the column, you go country by country, America, uh, sorry, but... Have you seen what they're doing to the Jews on the campuses of Yale and yeah, Harvard yeah. and Stanford?
1: Uh, so, why, so America, column, so, column, column. Europe column.
2: then, the irony, Poland. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, ha. I mean, maybe ha, that's the only safe place surprise, for the Jews. Surprise,
1: motherfucker. Poles <laughs> are so
2: bored with killing all their Jews that they'll just let us have a nice time. But what about Party South America? Problem. Argentina? Costa Rica. Costa Rica you want to go. Costa Rica
1: is very fashionable and very nice, wonderful wildlife. What
2: about education? Like
1: surfing. Actually, yeah, I think, I think the schools are cricket. fine in Costa Rica. No cricket. You'd have to bring cricket, so it's got to be a cricket country. Argentina played
2: a bit of cricket, but it's full of Nazis because of who they? No, up the
1: they're, but they, they, they're all dead, though, aren't they? All the Nazis that uh, fled to Argentina. Argentina well, Argentina's a very big country. I'm sure you can hide. Um, so, uh, so basically, so that would be your column. That yeah. would be your, co- that would be a fun column, and that would be a way of writing a ra- a ra- about your current state of mind. And quite, I'm sure, many many British secular Jews are really feel very hunted by those stories of how their, their families got out just in time because someone told someone and they, you know, they fled on a train undetected across, and they had, they had to get their papers in. It was complicated, but they left and they got out. I'm sure a lot of British secular Jews are thinking, is it time to go? Yeah. So I think you will be tapping into that mindset now, like like God almighty, Jews have got to be on the move again you know you've got to pack up your uh,
2: yes but like fine no it is a good idea I wouldn't want it to look glib because I probably don't really think it I don't really think that the Jews are unsafe here but but um, but, but no yeah yeah, yeah. no it's a, it's a it's a decent idea for a con.
1: okay cool all right <laughs>
2: Um,
1: A thing that you had half a thought about was Dominic Cummings' fruity language on his WhatsApp.
2: Cummings is fascinating, and he's appeared. He's, for example, defended his trip to... Castle, where was
1: Barnard it?
2: Barnard Castle. Barnard Castle. Mm-hmm. He's literally, yeah, I know that. It's still the, the the funniest thing of like, still. Yeah, I just want to test my eyes. That's all fine. Mm. Um, but then they've got his WhatsApp, and he they've they've been talking about his language, and the barristers have all been going. And then you called you called him a fuck pig, uh, and there's a fuck pig, and and then all the reporting on it has had to bleep, and so there's been a pig, and then there's other words, and there's one word, the c word, which we don't even say on this podcast, but they've been bleeping it in the go, and then you called him a. C- and, and and the bbc bleats out but it lets the first <laughs> come out of the word and then it goes yeah uh, and it's just very funny because that that's the equivalent of a c asterisk asterisk yeah. asterisk which is sure. the time style mm-hmm. which is also s asterisk asterisk and so they the, and they've got this and then one of these pompous barristers has said and this language you've called him a fuck pig and a yeah uh, and then also a couple of other things mm-hmm. um Uh, 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 do you think you exaggerated the case of describing the ministers uh, in those terms and Cummins went exactly what I'd have said no I think if anything I undercooked it yeah Um, but he said but the the appalling language and Cummins said well of course the appalling language of my own and this obsession and there was on the radio the times radio on the radio four, all these people use this awful language which we can't repeat and we're so sorry and in the live coverage they had to apologize somebody just said fuck oh my god kill ourselves and and they're all it's the problem. It's the incompetent fuckers at the heart of government that is the problem. The language doesn't matter, and, and, and they care so much. And the thing about Cummins is, he is uh, neurodivergent. I believe autistic diagnosed. He's like a—he's not a guy whose thing is relating really well to other people and working well. He is a numbers wonk, and that's how he talks.
1: So, what's your excuse? <laughs>
2: Well, you think I'm ADHD. I, I
1: Exactly. Damn right. That's yeah. where you
2: get a diagnosis and you say, it doesn't matter, I call everyone a fucking <laughs> because I'm ADHD. No, uh, no, no, this is the point. I speak as someone who I think that language is absolutely fine. And they're all saying this shouldn't be in a... And even pe- and people were saying, yes, it's all right to use it, but to write it down in a WhatsApp, this is... No, and, and here's what I think. Here's the key of what I think. I cite, I'll I talk about, it's an example, a beautiful example, perfect example, of the Oscar Wilde old trope, which people misuse about... About um, life imitating art, okay? Which is often used sort of metaphorically, though people will look at a sort of sunset and go, oh it looks like a turner, it's life imitating art. No, it's not, it's not, that's just the natural world. But Cummins going, he's a fucking car, uh, or or he's fuck big and a fuck and a fucking a fuck and the shitty, shitty and the cut and the the fat. Where's he got that from? He's got that from fucking Malcolm Tucker, hasn't he? Everyone thought that was so funny. Oh, Armando Iannucci, what a genius. In mm. the thick of it and all that, right? They all go and look and they hired the, the Doctor Who bloke, what's his name? Capaldi. And he's just going, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, it's a cluster of fuck. It's a fucking fuck. It's a fucking bastard. Fucking fucking cluster of fuck. And they go, what a genius. Let's make him Doctor Who. Armando Iannucci, let oh, all a genius go to America. So and where did he get that from? Got that from Alistair Campbell. Alistair Campbell was the guy who went around going, fucking 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 wanker, fuck cluster, fuck, fuck. And everyone goes, a-. and Alistair Campbell is now sitting on his website earning a, £4 million pounds a year, condemning. Cummins who learned everything from Alistair Campbell and it was kind of okay when it was Alistair Campbell because he was sort of super cool and blary and everything and we we celebrate Capaldi and all Cummins is doing is behaving like him and they're saying that it's bad he never would have and if you take it further back to the life imitating art the tv then you go back to yes minister the whole point of yes minister was that the ministers are fucking incompetent and it's run by the civil service and they're basically was it Sir Humphrey or Duke Humphrey? Sir Humphrey. Mm-hmm. Duke Humphrey was a library in all souls, isn't it? So, Sir Humphrey and and the little Digbert who was his junior. What was yeah. his name? Do you know his name? Bernard. Bernard there you go. They were just Cumminses. They didn't say fuck and shit and bum and all that because it was the 80s and they didn't talk. But they were the same. They had exactly the same. Humphrey's. Con- for Jim Hacker mm-hmm. is what drives the whole show and all the other cabinet ministers and everybody he's just the same but because it's the 80s and he's sort of you know in the golf club and went to Stowe or something he doesn't really talk like that he's much but, but Cummins is the same person as morally bankrupt and manipulative and, uh, and full of contempt for the people he works with as Duke Humphrey he's just expressing it in a Malcolm Tucker way I personally think that's fascinating uh, I think I'm rather clever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's well, rather brilliant. it's
1: a huge amount of speculation, isn't it? That Dominic Cummings has... Have I been calling him Cummings? Yes. I did not his I name? D- I didn't want to... Is his name not Cummings? No, it's... Is it Cummings? It's Cummings. I told you I wasn't
2: interested in this story. I know. Are you sure?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, I didn't want to interrupt your flow, but he mm. is called Dominic Cummings. I'd have been
2: fucked off if you had.
1: I know. I'd have gone
2: completely clammed up. Yeah, you would have done. And emigrated to New Zealand.
1: Oh, please, can we? Anyway... Can um, we? Shall we? His name is Dominic Cummings. I don't know. Yeah, it's a perfectly fun theory, but it does require... The, the, the idea that Dominic Cummings is kind of somehow enslaved to, like... Not
2: enslaved. This is a column, admittedly, it has to be written by someone boring like David Aronovich. It's not really... No, R.I.P. Col- no? RIP. Right. That's why I chose his name, rather than anyone currently <laughs> yeah. working for the Times. But any of our marvellous political economists at the Times could write that, because it seems a bit dull for my column, which ought to be a bit more sort of razzmatazzi. But the basic principle that... Why do you think Cummings... Is yes, it is Cummings. Yes, why do you think Cummings is so reprehensible when you all love Tucker and you all love Sir Humphrey? He's the same, Sir Humphrey. The point is, I'd have to go through some old script of Yes Minister.
1: I think that the obsession with good language and the I think it's something else. I don't think it's all sudden somehow Alastair Campbell's fault. I think it is the last reserve getting uptight about other people's bad language is the last reserve of people who can't see the bigger picture or don't want to so they go um oh use the bad word use the bad word you have to go to prison because you use the bad word bad word bad word bad word and it means that they don't have to engage with the thing and with what you're saying so cummings is saying this whole thing was a complete disaster. And this went wrong and this went wrong and they didn't do this or that or that. And nobody wants to hear that because it's too scary. So they, But they say, but you said a bad word and you called someone a bad word. And the minute, one of the reasons why I stopped swearing is because if you swear, people don't, don't listen to what you're saying. When did they, you stop swearing? Well my, language, well, my language is very bad, but it used to be much right. worse when I was younger. Hmm. And then I realised that if you, you, you use a swear word and... Everyone stops listening to what you're saying and they just focus on the, on your, uh, on your bad language. And that is, um, that is pathetic of them, hmm. but it is just a way that people behave. So if you want people to listen to you, you have to not use swear words.
2: Well, I suppose, yes. And in, in writing a piece, I would have to acknowledge my using a swear words. It sometimes gets me into trouble and stuff. Um, But I still think, I'm not saying that, I'm saying that Cummings is expressing himself in a way which he thinks people find charming because it's what Malcolm Tucker did. You couldn't now, you couldn't work in that sort of, in in a government department like that, particularly in Downing Street. Yeah. Now, without... Feeling just as you know, Thatcher's favourite thing was famously yes, minister. She was even in a yes, prime minister sketch for comic relief or something. You know, Thatcher loved it. They all fucking watch it. It's what makes them feel exciting and cool. And you could not work in the job that Cummings basically was Malcolm Tucker. That was his job. And then every he goes fuck fuck fuck, and everyone thinks that's sexy and funny. I I think there's that, and I think I think that is an interesting thing.
1: But there is also if you are if you do use. Uh swear words and I think rich swearing is also is often deployed by people who are otherwise perfectly well educated and have access to it because people swear for one of two reasons one they do not have access to other vocabulary with which to express themselves like Gordon Ramsey possibly or they have a bit too much vocabulary and they want to get their, the meaning of what they say across quickly. And I think that some people who cannot bear insincerity, you are one of those people, I am one of those people, I cannot deal with insincerity, I don't understand it. If Cummings is genuinely, as you say, diagnosed as autistic, I don't know if that's true or not, he will not be able to bear insincerity either. He will not be able to stand it. And there, there is there will be so much ass covering and finger pointing and being so pompous and saying nothing mm, in the blob. Point. You know, there will be so much of that. I, Alastair Campbell's probably the same. He probably couldn't stand these civil servants, going, whoa, 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 pompous bastards who can't write anything, and they're so their sense of humour is so. They're not bastards. They're. <laughs> they're so boring, and they love the sound of their go I'm so angry
2: with them now. I just want to
1: swear. Exactly. I think with all of the words, people Mm. who swear a lot just want everyone to shut up and go listen. You know, Mm. and a way of shutting people up is a swear word. But then it just it just ricochets back in your face. You have to not use swear words. Whenever I say, whenever you have a, you're very, 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 very good and restrained these days. You used to be a nightmare, but you're very good and restrained these days. And I have tried to make you understand that you will get further and you will get what you want if you do not use a swear word.
2: I come and tell you, I've complained about it. I've spoken to the gas board. I told them it and I didn't swear. And I give you a well done, darling. I didn't even swear Barclays. When I was reading my mortgage when those... <laughs> You've been listening to Giles Corran Has No Idea with me, Giles Corran,
1: And me, Esther Walker.
2: To find out what I wrote about in the end, pick up a copy of the paper or treat yourselves to a digital subscription.